Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we got a little bit of a weird one coming up here. It's a movie called Broker from Hirokazu Koreeda. And uh, I've got Ryan Estrada joining me with a bunch of really great puzzle pieces. We get into some really great stuff in this episode, and it's a really unique film, and I had a great time talking about it. The movie's out now and limited release, and it should be hitting VOD any day now if it's not up right now. So you'll be able to see it if you haven't already seen it. And uh, it's definitely one I recommend. So, yeah, we're going to get into that conversation here in a second. Before we get to it, though, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. You can, of course, also rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods or Podchaser or Spotify. And we appreciate your ratings and reviews. They really help to make sure the show gets seen by all kinds of new people. And uh, follow us on social media at PiecingPod. You could also join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. With that said, let's talk about Broker. All right, we are going to talk Broker, and joining me today is Ryan Estrada. Ryan, how are you doing over there? I'm doing great. I'm coming in from Busan, South Korea, uh, which I didn't realize until I watched this movie is like, a lot of the places they shot are like right outside my window. I'm looking at that little tunnel they went through right now. Um, I'm watching. <laughs> nice. I'm like, oh, wait, I know that. Pl- oh, I know that place. So, yeah, this movie was shot here. I'm coming in live and uh, ready to talk broker and Korean movies. That's amazing. I, I, it, it looks like an interesting place. Like, I, I would love to see it at some point. Like, it looks like a really cool place. But uh, let, let's talk a little about you before we get into the movie. Tell our listeners a little about what you do. I know your website says artist, author, and adventurer. I, it looks like you do a lot of stuff. So uh, tell us a little about you. Oh, yeah, that's me. Uh, i uh, mostly known for making comics. Uh, I, I do a lot of different graphic novels. One that people might know is... Uh, that are related to this movie. Uh, I did one with my wife called Banned Book Club. That's a true story of her experiences being hunted down by the police for reading books the president didn't like in the 1980s in Korea. And I also did Learn to Read Korean in 15 Minutes for anybody that likes watching Korean movies and wants to be able to to read what's going on. Literally take you 15 minutes. And uh, yeah, I do all kinds of other things, but I'm just an artist and storyteller. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I, I might have to read that one because uh, I've been trying to, you know, brush up a little bit and like, get, you know, expand my horizons a little bit more. And uh, that sounds like a, a good one for me to read. Yeah, th this is going to be uh, an interesting conversation. You know, before we get to it, I also wanted to say I was looking at your website and I saw that you worked on uh, the Risk podcast. I used to listen to that all the time when I first got into podcasts. Oh, yeah, I've been on the Risk a Risk show. I think about five or six times now. I'm going to be on again for the Christmas episode this year. It's a it's a nice. It's a, I I recommend that show just as a fan of uh, of you talk about broadening your horizons and hearing stories from people you wouldn't otherwise hear yeah. from. And then sometimes you hear one of my dumb mistakes where I almost died or did something stupid. Yeah, I may have heard one of them and, and not even realized it, but uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's get into broker here. I mean, you know, this film, you know, doing great at con earlier this year um, at the time we're recording, it's not out for uh, anybody here in the United States to watch yet, but you know, obviously very acclaimed as the year is coming to a close and um, this episode will be timed for once it does come out here. Or were you a big fan of Corriere's other films before this? Uh, I had never seen any of his other films. I have met him okay. uh, at the Busan Film Festival. Another thing I'm right across the street from is the Busan International Film Festival. Go there every year and uh, met him at a party and uh, my wife took a photo with him. I had never seen mm -hmm. any of his films, uh, but I am a huge Song Gang-ho fan, sure. who's the main actor in this film. Yeah. So of course I had to... If if I find out there's a movie where Song Gang Ho steals a baby, I'm gonna watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, right? Like that's like sign me up right away. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, and and this, you know, even like if if I don't know like all of the principles involved in in making this because I'm not as familiar with a lot of some of the uh, the filmmakers and a lot of the actors and stuff like that. Um, yeah, the 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 concept, the logline of this thing, it's just like, oh wow, okay, that I want to see this movie. <laughs> like this sounds like really interesting and certainly not something I've seen before. And uh, that's, I think, something that we look for in all movies is like, show me something I haven't seen before. And uh, seeing something like this with uh, a couple of people that are, you know, out here basically child trafficking, but are like kind of the, you know, the heart of the film. Like it's, it's a really interesting place to start a film from. Of course. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. That, that's what I love about Korean movies is a lot of them will, will take an idea that many people have done. You know, this is basically the road trip movie mm -hmm. that many people have done, but like, what if they instead, you know, what if they're like baby thieves? Yeah. <laughs> like, just take some weird little little twist on it that makes it completely different. Absolutely. Well, let's start getting into some puzzle pieces, and we'll talk more about the film along the way. What do you have for your first puzzle piece here? Well, I got to start off with the Song Gang Ho movie, because like I said, that's the whole reason I was into this. I am a big Song Gang Ho fan, mm -hmm. so I chose a taxi driver. Okay. Not taxi driver. Sure. Some people get confused. A taxi driver. Uh-huh. Now... Song Gang-ho is basically the Tom Hanks of Korea. He's like this mm -hmm. beloved actor uh, in so many things, so many acclaimed projects. But there's one difference. Tom Hanks always plays a guy who's very good at his job. Mm -hmm. Song Gang-ho always plays a guy who sucks at his job. <laughs> and, I'm starting uh, to see that, yeah. yeah basically, <laughs> like if you watch a Song Gang-ho movie, the, the pattern always is, you start off and um, you're like, oh, this guy's a loser. Like, there's no way he could ever, whatever genre of movie film you're watching, you're like, okay, there's a thing I know he's supposed to do by the end of the film. There's no way he can do it. He's an idiot. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then as he learns and progresses through the film, you're like, oh, he could actually do this. Yeah. And then he fails anyway. Mm-hmm. That's his whole shtick. Nice. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I met him also once and I asked him if that's on purpose. And he's like, no, I think just whoever wants to make movies about guys that suck look at my face and are like, yeah, it could be him. <laughs> so he has a sense of humor about it. Um, that's such an endearing quality, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh so yeah, Taxi dr- uh, Driver reminds me of this movie because it's about Song Gang Ho going on a shady road trip. Um except in this case he's like it, the title says a taxi driver who just isn't making enough money, so he impersonates another taxi driver to steal his fare because there he's driving some uh foreigner uh reporter from, you know, some international outlet so he thinks I can make a couple bucks by like impersonating this guy that I'm not. Mm. And then he, but he finds out that that reporter is going into like basically a war zone. It's it's kind of a retelling of an incident that happened in Korean history where the government basically slaughtered an entire uh, town of citizens in, uh, in order to hold on to power because they were protesting against the government. Mm-hmm. And it's about him kind of experiencing what's going on. And one of the things that I that I wish had been more of in Broker is that in Broker, I felt like it didn't do the Song Gang Ho thing where even though he's this criminal who's doing terrible things, like he's stealing babies and like murdering people, like at every moment you feel like he's a good guy. Yeah. Like it it starts off like, you know, he's just like, oh, well, of course you can come with us. Oh, well, of course we won't sell to those people because you don't want them to. You're the mother. Like I wanted to see more Song Gang Ho being a total jerk and terrible first and then grow to, to be more uh more loving and loyal so that's my first puzzle piece that i think it's a great piece and i've actually never seen a taxi driver but i i've i've heard of its reputation and the way that you talk about it like i i don't know if maybe with broker they decided you know like maybe this is a little too far like we can't have him go the full sung kung ho thing you know and like it's like we're talking about baby stealing here maybe it's a little much but uh but yeah a taxi driver sounds great and i i would love to watch that one of these days um you know you you talked about one uh sung kung ho as a taxi driver uh in this movie he's driving a van and i'm gonna go with something where he's driving a limo which is something that is gonna be so obvious for someone like me with not a lot of korean uh, cinema knowledge and go parasite for my first puzzle piece here i almost wasn't gonna bring it up because it's embarrassing but uh you know i think there is a lot of parallels though you know aside from uh the casting of sung gung ho and uh him driving a car for a lot of the film uh you know the whole idea of they're not really being good guys the the idea that the you know everybody is some shade of gray and you know there's no bad guys versus good guys it's 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 you know in that film in parasite you know it's rich versus poor people versus people uh here it's it's these people who have they have good intentions with what they're trying to do it's just you know Culturally, in any culture, is not really considered a good thing to do. And of course, the way that some of uh, what ends up going down, you know, ends up being really bad along the way. But um, that catalyst for uh, kind of the society around them, kind of forcing them into the act of, you know, this young woman who really isn't ready to be a mother and, uh, you know, tries to give up her baby. And, and there's not really a good way for that to, to happen because of, you know, all kinds of pressures from the outside world. 
And so that, that catalyst being something that forces all these people into this, uh, this situation where they're all kind of just against one another. And I felt like there's a lot of parallels there between uh, Parasite and Broker. Yeah, and I think Bong Joon-ho has to have been a big influence, uh, you know, because, you know, I mean, Corita is a Japanese director coming into Korean cinema, and so he has to be looking at the big names, and that's definitely one of the, the biggest names of Korean cinema um, yeah. to see how to adapt his style to a particular culture, and especially yeah. working with many of his favorite actors. Uh, I, I think that's a... the You couldn't not play that puzzle piece. I didn't because I knew... You probably would. I'm like, I'm going to go obscure and weird. I appreciate you for that. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'd actually read that. Uh, yeah, Karita uh, needed Sung Kong Ho to do a lot of like, uh, you know, translation and stuff like that, like to really just help him out in this being, you know, he was just not his first language and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting stuff there. Uh, but what do you got for your next piece? All right. So as I mentioned, this is a Japanese director going into Korean cinema. So I wanted to look more deeply into Korean cinema that maybe doesn't involve any of the same actors. Um, and there's one film that I, I feel is really has a lot of the same spirit and that's called the Bacchus lady. Okay. Um, this is uh, a movie starring, uh, Yunya Jung who won the Oscar, uh, for Minari, the older mm -hmm. woman, the grandmother from that movie. So this is another movie where there's lonely outcasts on the run from the law and they kind of make a found family. And it's, it's, it kind of takes a look at another group of like a very specific part of Korean culture, the Bacchus ladies. These are, um, you know, in, in Korea, there's certain parks that where like older people that are kind of left behind by society and don't really have a place of their own. They go hang out in, in these parks. There's men playing checkers and things. But there's Bacchus ladies who are these older women who sit in the park. And as old men walk by, they offer them Bacchus, which is like a little sports drink. And okay. that's kind of secret code for uh, giving them companionship alone mm. in a room. All sorts of companionship. There's different levels of it. But, you know, it's sure. basically uh, sex workers, uh, yeah. elderly sex workers. And it's, it's about this woman that does that. And her it eventually starts to evolve where she's giving uh, these lonely men someone to talk to. And one day, someone, this old man who's dying and decides to end his own life, tells her that he doesn't want to be alone when he does it. Will she hold his hand? Mm. And she does that, and then that becomes her job. Like, everyone comes to her looking for that, and then the police are hunting her down uh, because they know that she does. And during all of this, she finds herself caring for a child that she didn't expect to. So it has a lot of similarities to Broker in that she's breaking a law, but in a way that she feels is good. Sure. That she feels yeah. is, you know, giving uh, someone that would otherwise be alone someone to, to be with. And um, just taking all of these outcasts that become her found family. And, uh, you know, so that's, I, I, I would... I would not be surprised if he had watched this movie before making Broker. Not that there's anything, you know, from it that's stolen, but it has the kind of a very similar spirit. Yeah, sure. That that spirit there of like doing what you know is right, even if it's not necessarily legal, is like yeah. a, a a big thing about this movie. And uh, yeah, it's it sounds like a like a great one uh, to bring up here because uh, because of that connection there. So I think that's great. 
Um, I'll go to an American film for my next one, uh, which this one's actually the first thing that kind of came to mind when I watched this movie, and that's Ben Affleck's 2007 film Gone Baby Gone, uh, which I, I, I think is just an absolutely incredible film. And one of the things I loved about it at the time when it came out is just the conversation that it would spark between yourself and anyone you watched it with of like, whose side are you on at the end of that movie? Are you on Casey Affleck's side or are you on Michelle Moynihan's side who both want to do very completely different things uh, with this baby that they, they've found, they've finally recovered. And either answer isn't necessarily the best choice in the world. And there's really not a right answer necessarily, but depending on, you know, your point of view on a lot of, a lot of complicated issues. But uh, that same kind of thing is what's going on here in broker with, uh, you know, is, is this the right thing to do? Not really, but also this woman is not ready to be a mother and she wants her child to go to a, uh, a good home. And even though it's not necessarily legal, they're, they're trying to do what's best for the kid. And, uh, even though money is changing hands and makes things a little shady, it's like, it, it, it's a really complicated issue and it really sparks, I think a lot of interesting debate. I'm gonna have to watch that one. I I thought that I had watched it, and then I suddenly realized as you're talking that I had uh, assumed that Gone Baby Gone and Gone Girl were the same film. Yeah, yeah, no, not that one. This was actually yeah. Ben Affleck's directorial debut, um, and uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. All right. So, what do you have for your next one? Uh, I'm gonna go. You know, I, I since this film is kind of heavy, we had a lot of heavier films. I wanted to go to something a little lighter, a little sillier. Uh, I have another film where Beduna protects a baby. Mm-hmm. And that is Saving My Hubby. Okay. Um, so Beduna is the woman who played the police officer in this movie. And she's known in America for a lot of the, um, uh, you know, Sense8. And uh, she's been in a lot of U.S. films. Um, but she did this film years ago called Saving My Hubby. The, it is an action film where the main character is just a mom with her baby strapped to her back. Because she's fallen into the situation where, um, like, you know, she's she's a very young mother. She got married. She used to be an athlete. Now she's kind of had to give up on everything. Like, she's just always at home taking care of the house and dealing with her mother-in-law. And, like, she has no adventure in her life anymore. But then one day her husband goes out. Her husband, like, is, is a lightweight. But his boss, like, peer pressures him to drink, which is a big thing in Korea. And he gets wasted and then gets kind of kidnapped by gangsters who, like, their whole thing is they pick up drunks and like make up fake bills and say you you can't go home until you pay this bill. So yeah. she has to go save her husband from these gangsters and it becomes this whole entire diehard level action movie taking place on this block but it's just this mom having to do it while she's holding her baby. And um awesome. it's adorable and I love it. Uh it's definitely lighter and sillier than Broker, but mm-hmm. If you love Bedu not protecting a baby, that's the movie I, I tell you to go watch. And while you were talking about it, I'm realizing I've totally seen this movie and it's fantastic. Right. It's it's so much fun. And uh, God, I, I got to revisit that. I haven't seen it since like back when it came out. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> that, that, that is a great puzzle piece. I, I love bringing that one up here. And uh, that's something yeah. I haven't thought about in forever. Saving My Hubby is one of those movies that I always talk about when people talk about remakes. Like I say, don't, if there's a perfect movie, you don't need to remake it. That's a movie that I love everything about it, but like the editor did a, ter- like whoever edited it 
just messed it all. I'm like, you could probably remake it using the same footage and make it perfect, but it, yeah, it's it's there's things about it I don't like, but God, I love that movie. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna go with Matchstick Men, the 2003 Ridley Scott film, uh, starring Nicolas Cage and Sam Rockwell as uh, two con men whose whole setup gets thrown into upheaval when Cage's uh, estranged daughter shows up, played by Allison Lohman, who is just fantastic in it. Um, but it's like this really great pitch black comedy. Uh, and while Broker isn't played as like crazy or out there as uh, Matchstick Men is, uh, the idea of these guys doing this illegal business that they kind of have down to a science, maybe they're not, you know, great, great at it, but they're, you know, they're moving along and doing their thing. And then this woman kind of comes into the picture and just kind of throws their whole game off. And uh, it, it felt a lot like that in, in how things you know, happen once this young mom shows up and becomes part of their whole operation here in Broker. Yeah, I've, I've, another one I'm going to have to revisit. I've I've seen it long ago, but... Yeah, absolutely. Going to have to watch it again. Well, what do you got for your next one? All right, uh, I'm going to go back to uh, another Song Gang-ho movie because I, I was looking at what Corita specifically said inspired him. And he called out the reason he wanted to cast Song Gang Ho was because of the film Secret Reunion. But I hate that movie, so I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about another movie that Song Gang Ho is in called Secret Sunshine. And I would like to think that he just mixed up the names because they're almost <laughs> sure. exactly the same. Okay. So uh, Secret Sunshine is another movie about a woman who has experienced a lot of trauma. Um, this is a woman who... Uh, has lost her husband and then moved to be away from where that happened and then lost her son in a completely unrelated incident. And it's, it's about her trying to rebuild her life. And it reminded me a lot of how in the movie, um, Dong Su, when they're on the, the Ferris wheel tells her we can get married and we can, you know, we don't have to worry, we can fix this. Right. And yeah. she's trying to explain to him that it, it's not that easy. You can't just fix all the, you know, a man is not going to fix all these problems. And right, um, right. that's something that this movie does is that there's so many in every Hollywood movie, no matter what trauma a woman goes through, all it takes is a man to fix her. And so this film, yeah. even though now when I describe this people, this movie to people, people always assume it's a comedy. But this is a very sad, sad drama about this woman who's gone through trauma. However, Song Gang Ho does not know he's in that movie. Hmm. His character is like. He thinks he's in an American rom-com and he can just walk in and romance this woman and all the problems are done. Like there's scenes where he like, he's been pestering her to go out with him on a date for like 30 minutes of the movie. And she's like, no, my whole family just died. Leave me alone. And finally, because he won't leave her alone, she says yes. And he's just like, oh, I'm, I'm set now. He goes to the restaurant early and he's like, guys, I got a hot date. You're going to make sure the food is perfect. And he goes back in the kitchen and he's like, Make sure everything's perfect. And the date is her crying at a table for the entire hour. And, and it's not so a it's comedy. Like, it's a it straight is not up a drama. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but with Korean films, genre doesn't really matter. You can have sure. the most depressing movie ever and then have the funniest scene you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. So uh, Secret Sunshine is the movie that I would check out. Right on. Yeah, that 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 sounds uh it sounds really good. And um it, it does sound funny, though, the way that you describe it, but uh, I'm going to have to check that out for sure. Uh, I will go for my next one. So, okay, I, I literally almost took this one off my list because when I 
looked it up and found out that the baby boxes phenomenon was not some made up thing and was a real like ordeal that that was happening um i was like okay so this isn't really like science fiction me at all but i still left this on my list anyway and thought of eternal sunshine and the spotless mind uh the reason why and obviously it's not a sci-fi thing but either way it didn't really rest on science fiction it rested on the idea of this this um procedure of sorts that you could do and wrestling with like the second guessing of that decision and uh you know all of the things that come after that the fallout of after that and uh here it's the idea of uh not being ready to be a parent and dropping the the baby in a box basically and uh there in eternal sunshine is the more science fiction thing of having your memories erased so obviously quite different but both movies deal with the fallout of that and of the, uh, you know, questioning the decision. And uh, once you have gone through with that, uh, how you forge a path forward from there. Excellent. Yeah, that that's a movie that I, I have on my Netflix queue right now that I'm, I'm uh, waiting for my wife to be ready to rewatch with me because that's one I've been planning to rewatch. Okay, right on. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I think it really holds up. I just rewatched it last year, and it's one of my favorites for sure. So Excellent. what do you got for your next one? Uh, well, for me, I've, I've talked about a lot of Korean movies. I, since this is a Japanese director, I wanted to talk about a Japanese film, and I was trying to think of which one. And, of course, there's a lot of very famous Japanese films, but I decided to be a detective. And uh, I picked a Japanese movie that was playing, that I saw at the Busan International Film Festival, the same year that I met uh, Hirokazu Kurita, because mm-hmm. he was there at the festival, and that was just before he started working on Broker, and also Song Gang-ho was a guest that year, so okay. probably they met. Maybe this is where it all came together. Could have seen this movie okay. in the process. It's, yeah. uh, it's called Kabuchiko Love Hotel. Okay. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Kabuchiko Love Hotel. Um, so basically, this is just... it's a. Uh, it's a film that takes place entirely in this one love hotel in the red light district of Tokyo. And it just tells you what's going on in all of the rooms. Uh, it's kind of, it's, it feels kind of like an anthology film, but it's, it's, it's all one director telling one story that takes place in between, in between rooms. And it's, it's a story about people who are doing jobs that are considered illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's not, uh, it's not like a porno film. This is a story. It's a, called love hotel. And it's literally a story about love. It's about relationships and how, um, why people do this work. There's like a story about a, uh, a boy who's searching for his missing sister. And it turns mm-hmm. out she's shooting a, a porn film in one of the rooms. Uh, it's about people like reconnecting. It's about people that are lonely. And it's, um, and it's like, like Broker, it's about people that are doing illegal jobs in ways that they feel creates human connection. And uh, another thing is that it was notable for having one of the storylines was about Korean characters. And uh, they cast Korean actors performing in Korean, subtitled it. And I, maybe that made uh, you know, him think, hey, I could do a, a Korean film with Korean actors. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, that, that must be just an, an intense challenge, um, I, I would imagine. Um... I know my one of my friends uh, here in America just went and made a film in uh, Italy in both Italian and French, and I'm just like I don't know how you did it, man. <laughs> you know, it's just and he doesn't speak those languages, so you know all 
you know, with translators and everything. So I'm sure it's just such a challenge, um, but can make some amazing stuff that way. I will go with one more piece here. Uh, and this one's kind of a silly piece to close it out, but um, I'm going to go with the Coen Brothers Raising Arizona um, because you do have, you know, baby nappings. You do have people who can't have children. You do have, uh, in, that, in that case, it's, uh, uh, it's not the police in Raising Arizona. It's more of like a bounty hunter situation, but you have people on their tail the whole time, you know, uh, whereas it's the police here in uh, Broker. And also while... You know, you, you were talking about uh, how Sung Kung Ho was kind of like a, you know, kind of like a, a dumb Tom Hanks almost, or like, you know, uh, I, I do feel like even though these these people aren't like necessarily stupid in this movie or anything like that, it does kind of like lean in because of how good natured they are into that kind of like, you know, silly criminal thing that like is a big part of a lot of the Coen Brothers movies. And uh yeah, I mean, there's just like a lot of, even though it takes everything in a very different direction, there's a lot of elements in there that you can certainly see connections to in Raising Arizona, I think. Yeah, that's one of my favorite writing challenges is when you can take like someone doing the most despicable thing, but you're on their, you're, you're on their side the entire time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> one, of the, one of the best baby stealing movies there is. Oh, yes, it is. Okay. Well, uh, what, um, what else do you got? Do you have any more pieces? Yeah, I got, I got one more for you. Um, All right. I want to end with another Korean movie, and this one is called Bedeviled. Okay. So this is a movie, it reminds me of, you know, the scene where Moon talk. you know, in the movie, they realize that the woman they're with, Moon, she committed a murder um, of someone that, you know, she had taken as much as she could of these people that are pressing her and um, treating her like an object, and she murdered him. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, a movie about that. Um, and it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, a lot of Korean movies are like, they, they feel kind of like some Western movie you know, but they take a completely different direction. So this is kind of like that whole um, Wicker Man kind of movie where like someone goes to a mysterious island and slowly realizes something creepy is going on and then they have to save the person who's trapped there. I can't believe we got um, three Nicolas Cage movies in conversation during this conversation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so th- this is kind of like that where uh, this woman goes to an island where her friend has moved and visits her and then slowly realizes something's going on. But this is more about like the awkwardness of being polite in society. Like when you see something really creepy, but you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to make it weird. Yeah. And so... Yeah. The entire plot plays out where she slowly realizes, oh, my friend is like held here as a slave and all of these horrible, creepy things are happening, but she never does anything about it. And mm-hmm. so finally in the last scene, the victim, it just completely changes protagonist. She's like, screw it. I'll deal it with, deal with it myself. Yeah. And just goes nuts. And like it, it th- those twists that I love in Korean movies where it becomes a different type of movie. So, yeah. um, so yeah, the, I think definitely, a woman deciding to take revenge uh, is that's that's why I picked that one. That that's great. Puzzle piece. That that sounds really great. I've never seen that film, um, but I, I, I may have to check that one out. Uh, and I, I love the connection there, you know, because yeah, w- this movie once once we get towards the end there, and uh, you know things kind of escalate. It's you know it's it's great, and you know she is she is like fantastic in it. So uh, I think that's a great one then uh, to 
take us out on. So I will read down our finished puzzle list, and then we'll get into some closing thoughts here. But right. we talked about A Taxi Driver, Parasite, The Bacchus Lady, Gone Baby Gone, Saving My Hubby, Matchstick Men, Secret Sunshine, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Kabuchiko, Love Hotel, Raising Arizona, and Bedeviled. I'll also throw in there as a bonus one, a movie I've never actually seen, so I didn't want to actually bring it up as a main piece, but I was reading about uh, the director, Corita, and his film, Like Father, Like Son, um, and then I saw that he actually was like, um, uh, just like kind of investigating the, uh, the adoption system in Japan uh, while making that movie, and that's how we found out about the baby boxes, and so that's kind of like a literal inspiration here, I think, was probably the making of that movie uh kind of led to the idea here for this movie i would imagine yeah i i really wanted to watch more of his films but netflix in korea has them all but only subtitled in korean so oh okay well do you have any uh closing thoughts anything you wanted to get to that we didn't quite get to while talking puzzle pieces yeah just i mean uh there's if you ever want to watch a weird movie just look up song gang ho's filmography figure out all the genres he's been been in if there's a genre you like just watch the movie and you'll see what, what your favorite movie would be like if, if the main character sucked at his job. <laughs> I think that's a great one. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, w- I would just add in, it had a great score. Um, I, I really love the score as a musician myself. And, uh, you know, just as, as far as like these kind of found family movies, as far as, um, you know, the criminal with a heart of gold kind of movies. Like it, it, it fits in a lot of these like interesting boxes, but then does it in like a, a very different way. And I, uh, you know, always appreciate that. So I like those things about it. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it was a very interesting film. It brought up uh, some interesting dis- discussions. I was very happy to have uh, done this with you. Absolutely. Well, is there another movie you watched recently that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Uh, I think the most recent film I saw was just Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay. Which has you another like Busan connection because the first... Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, the first film, of course, was partially shot here in Busan. As I mentioned, I can look out this window and see where they shot Broker. And if I look out my other window, I see the bridge that he was jumping across. Um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, it's, uh, so I'm, 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 I'm always happy to represent Busan in film. Absolutely. Well, uh, Ryan, this was great. Uh, tell people again where they can find you and your work. Go to ryanestrada.com and uh, you'll find a lot of free free books you can read there, free comics, uh, story, tell you where you can find my other work and then whatever social media I'm on at that moment. Because, uh, you know, who knows if various social media sites will exist by the time this episode comes out. They're not It's hard good. to say. So just go to ryanestrada.com. <laughs> Yeah, it's very hard to say, but uh, definitely everybody go check that out. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you again so much for being here. And uh, maybe we'll get you back on the show again sometime soon. Anytime. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris. And we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best picture, and some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.
All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Broker. Thanks to Ryan Estrada for joining me on that one. Really great time talking about this movie. And I hope you guys all enjoyed listening to us talk about this movie and try to figure out some puzzle pieces and all that. If you're enjoying piecing it together, make sure you are subscribed wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. You can rate and review us. You know, all the podcast apps, most of them have a five-star button. If they do, hit the five-star button. We'd appreciate that. And uh, you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. That's, you know, on Twitter and Instagram and basically everything. Uh, There's also the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. We also have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, from Awesome Movie Year, and from my music career. Lots of great stuff over there. It's patreon.com slash by David Rosen. I've been waiting to put this one up for a while now, uh, but I think when this goes up this will be the last of the 2022 films i I might be forgetting one there might be like one more coming soon but otherwise we're into 2023 and uh i'm excited for a whole new year lots of movies to cover and lots of music to put out uh you know speaking of my music career i did just recently put out a new album called more content you can check out the limited edition CD over on Bandcamp. It's davidrosen.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can also stream it on Apple Music, Spotify, all those places. Uh, I love it that you guys are out there listening to the new album and enjoying the new album. So thank you for being out there and listening. Uh, let's close this episode out with a piece of music from that new album. I'm going to go with the song ascending let's go with that one this is a song called ascending from the album more content i hope you enjoy it we'll be back with more piece to get together real soon
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.